Hi there and welcome to the Stockholmer, the programme that introduces you to the Swedish capital's most innovative voices. I'm Maddie Savage. The Stockholmer. Right now we have a guy who had several hundred animals, but he lost all of them. And this guy today walks at our farm, we give him a salary and he loves the job. That's Mohammed Jamali. He's a former nomad who's now developed a crowdfunding app for goats. By getting people around the world to invest in the furry animals online, he's been able to help farmers in Somalia to make their lives more sustainable. The Stockholmer. Mohammed, thank you so much for joining us on The Stockholmer. We're recording this in the startup cafe, SUP46 in Stockholm, a place where Entrepreneurs who don't have their own offices yet can work, mingle, have meetings, play table football. We'll talk a bit about your business. I know you've had a lot of meetings here in just a minute. But first of all, let's take a step back because your business idea stems from your your previous life, really, as a nomad. Just talk us through, I mean, what was your day-to-day life like? Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, that life was simple but also tough at the same time. My day was usually you wake up, you have some tea with goat milk and your day operations are like you are taking the goats to the most green areas. You are making sure that they are together, that they are not eaten by other animals. And in the afternoon, you are expected to bring them back to where the family lives. You didn't stay as a nomad for your whole childhood, though. Talk us through the transition steps that took you from there to ending up here in Stockholm. I left the nomadic uh, life around 11 years old and I ended up in Mogadishu, which is the capital of Somalia. After finishing high school, I went to, to India where I have studied computers because I had been fascinated by them. By the time I came back to, to Somalia, it, uh, it was really tough. It was, there was a civil war, there was an impatient, there was terrorism of all kinds. And I ended up in Sweden in 2010 as one of the many Somali refugees that have arrived here. And how did you find that transition? I I was given asylum, I was welcomed, but getting a job was hard. I didn't get the job I wanted to find. And I ended up in a small town in Sweden where I, uh, yeah, I was cutting grass on football. (laughs) We were playing football, which was fun, but I never understood how cutting a grass at a football field would help me get a job at a computer. (laughs) So at some point you gave up looking for a job and you started to carve your own path? Yes. Already uh, as soon as as I arrived in Sweden, I I started a blog where I was writing about life here. And by 2011, after almost one year of trying to get a job, I decided maybe I should just focus on my blog, try to monetize it and, you know, make business out of it. So that was when I gave up to look for a job. And since then I have been trying to start different projects in Sweden, some were successful, some were not, but I never looked for a job again until last year when I got a job at the UN for a project for refugees. And that also gave me some insights uh, about the the whole life of refugees. But it was in April this year when I read about uh, an article about the Somali refugees in Somalia, uh, especially a, a woman who lost all her animals because of droughts. And then she decided to move to the city where she kind of became uh, an internal displaced uh, refugee. That was uh, felt personal to me and, I, and, and because of my nomadic, nomadic background. So I wanted to find out what I can do. Uh, and while I was re- researching different ideas and innovations in, in ways people can use agriculture and so on, 
I, I stumbled upon uh, a company in, in Indonesia that enables people to invest in fruit trees, uh, which gave me an aha moment of like, if you can invest in trees, you should also be able to invest in animals. So that was your light bulb moment where you said, I'm, I'm going to, to launch a business around this. Explain exactly how it works, because I mean, this isn't this isn't just a, a development project where you know people give money to farmers. This is something completely different. Yes, exactly. Uh, it, the way it works is like it's, it's an online platform where people from anywhere can invest in livestock. Uh, we have built this cool uh, online app where you can basically follow your animals and give them names and you know have a personal connection to them except that your animals actually live in Somalia and they are taken care of by the, the people that we are creating jobs for which are the nomads who are the who are the uh, the refugees over there so it it creates a, a global community of people who are uh, helping people in Somalia while at the same time making uh, profits out of livestock investment. You've described it before as a bit like the game Farmville on Facebook, which some people might remember, or kind of taking care of your Facebook friends, except, you know, they all look cute and, and you like them all. Yeah. I mean, how much was that in the back of your mind, the idea of of making a development project something that's also fun? I, I understood the moment I, I thought about animals, that there is an element here, a fun element that can be used I didn't want it, want it to be to be boring, especially when the people are investing in animals that they are not having in their life. These animals are are very far away, so making that personal connection, that fun part, was really important for me. Have you been accused of it being a gimmick? No, but I have been told or asked by some people, please. I hope it's not a joke. Some people said, and it's not. They are not doing anything unusual. They just in the morning they wake up just like I was in when I was young. They feed the animals, they, they, they give them water, and they take a picture when there is a new uh, change to the animal. If it's pregnant, if it has a baby, or if the customer requests an, an update. The people who work at the farm, we, we, we employ them, so we give them salary every month. So it's more sustainable for them. Yeah, because like to survive as a nomad, you need a lot of animals. Like right now we have a guy who had several hundred animals, but he lost all of them. Just last year he tried to to collect some animals and restart his life, but it was not enough. So he gave up. But today he doesn't need to do that because we give him a salary to send his kids to school and feed his family and also walk with the animals that he loves. Sometimes he's not, even, he's not even leaving the farm when we tell him to just take a break. He doesn't want, because he just wants to be close to the animals. Your ideas generated a lot of buzz in the Swedish media. You pitched it at the Stockholm Tech Fest Solution Day in September. But how is it coming along as a business? Where have you got the funding from? How have you got backing to, to make this a reality, to make this a job for you? I mean, I, I, I bought my last salary from the UN into this. So I didn't get any funding from anyone. Uh, I financed it, uh, the farm and uh, the app. Uh, but right now we, we have got really amazing response. We have almost sold out our current farm and it seems to have taken off. The response from the Somali community has been also amazing. And in the long term, we will see if we can find some cooperations in other countries and in other places where we can do the same thing. Your app, Arifarm, is part of a whole new generation of tech-based solutions that are trying to 
to reach towards those United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, to tackle poverty, to boost employment. And so it all absolutely comes from a good place. But as someone that's grown up in a troubled country, do you see some potential problems with this approach? Actually, the UN and the sustainable and the goals were not on my mind when I was thinking about this. I, the only thing that was on my mind was like, how can I create a job for this woman who is a nomad? So these things, I just learned it after that. Uh, I don't think there is a problem in building small solutions because if we build a lot of small solutions, they become bigger together. Uh, so I think... If, every, if everybody does what they can, I think it's good. And especially technology is really important here. But it's not enough. What I have problem with is when people expect that an app can do everything. Mine is not just an app. I have also a physical implementation, a real tangible farm, real animals. And I think that's because like, I will never be able to, to create jobs for this Nomads, if I just built an app and expected uh, someone in Somalia to start using it and upload their animals. But I have decided to go to the next level and implement what I want physically. So I think combining offline with online is the best approach if we want technology to take an effect. Let's talk a bit more about your life here as an immigrant in Sweden. You, you mentioned that there have been some challenges along the way. But now, I mean, among your friends and contacts, are you a celebrity now? You know, how, how do people kind of view your success and how do you think people can perhaps learn from your experience? I don't see myself as a celebrity at all. But I, I know the challenges over there. It's really tough for a lot of the immigrants, uh, especially people with Somali background, actually. It's, it's, they are one of the highest unemployment in the country. So when I talk to them, I just want to tell them that, hey guys, if you can't get a job, there is still another possibility of getting yourself off the ground. There may, you, maybe you can start a company. Uh, I mean, practically, like filling the forms and so on. It's more digitalized. Uh, it, it's easier to, to start a business here. But running the business is another issue. Uh, is it going to be profitable? Is it going to be uh, sustainable? Those are the questions that every entrepreneur, regardless of their background, must answer and must find. But I think the immigrants are actually well equipped in this case because they have nothing to lose. How do you feel right now, looking back on where you've come over the past few years from mowing those football fields to, to running your own company? How do you feel inside? I feel good, uh, but... I usually don't think or don't worry about the next week or the next month, stuff like that. I just worry today, okay, what am I doing tomorrow, what am I doing, that's it. You've been listening to The Stockholmer, an independent production by Maddie Savage. If you don't follow us already on Twitter, we're there, as well as on Facebook and on Instagram. Thanks to Benoit Derrier for production assistance, our PR team, Hype United, Simeon Ghost for permission to use their music, and Richard Stevens for designing our logo. Music